So you have a routine pelvic exam. You call in the patient to the exam room. You know, you instruct them, you know, to where to place their belongings, you know, to get on the exam table, and you start asking them questions like, you know, what do they know the reason for the exam? How they've been feeling well? Or have they been feeling any sort of pain at all? And she looks at you and says, pain? What's that? I don't know what that is. And it throws you off and you're like, I'm sorry, you don't know what pain is? And she looks you straight in the eye, serious face, and says, no, I'm too beautiful to know what pain is. You're going to have to explain it to me. And you're like, okay, well, do you know that artist, Janet Rivera? She goes, yes, I'm a huge fan of hers. I love all of her music. I followed all her reality shows. Such a shame what happened to her. And I'm like, okay. Well, feeling pain is waking up looking like Jenny Rivera right after the plane crash. And she's like, oh, my God, I don't think I've ever been like that. And I'm like, really? Because you're looking like that right now. An egoic like my soul, an ultrasound podcast. Hello, my name's Efren, and I am your host. How's everybody doing this week? I hope you're all doing well, you're getting to scan, you're learning, uh, you're having a wonderful time in school. I know class can be very hard and classes for ultrasound can be very difficult. They're not easy at all. Uh, this episode, I decided to, you know, change things up a bit and, you know, start off with a joke. And please don't actually say that to patients, you know. Don't tell them they look like Jenny Rivera, like, right after the plane accident. <laughs> uh, uh, the story behind that joke is uh, we just had one patient. She came in for a pelvic, and we were asking her, oh, are you having any sort of pain? And she's like, what's that? I don't know what that is. And we're like, pain, honey, pain, dolor. You know, she goes, oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I decided to make a little elaborate joke. Hopefully it landed. If not, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> uh, you know, sonography humor. Because sometimes some of the responses you get from patients can be just like, really? Like, w- why? Why would you say that? <laughs> Uh, so this week, I'm going to talk a little bit about the externship. I'm like currently feeling excited. I'm feeling nervous. I'm like a little scared as well because I am less than two months away from finishing my externship. And it's kind of scary because, you know, after I'm done with school, like I need to find a job. I need to, well, I need to study for the AART. That's my first step. And then uh, if I pass the ART, I'm going to do the abdomen for ARDMS. So I have a lot of studying ahead of me. But, you know, if you are going to try to get uh, accredited in other uh, modalities, you're going to have to do a lot of studying. And, you know, uh, once I'm done with the associates, I start my bachelor's the next day. But, 
you know, that's going to be mostly online. And I've been told that compared to the associates, the bachelors is very laid back, very chill. You know, and the associates is like, bam, bam, bam. They just slam you with information. And uh, the bachelors, a lot of it is review. So it's stuff you already went over. So it's not as bad. Well, at least I hope not because... <laughs> Oh my gosh, because it's been a long journey. Like, I was supposed to originally uh, graduate or finish my associates back in December. But because of the pandemic, it got pushed back to April. And the cohort that was ahead of me, they were supposed to finish, I think, in September of last year. And now... Uh, they're finishing up the same day that my cohort is so they'll be done in april as well so like with me it hasn't been that bad it's only like four months more but for them well september november october december january February, it's like seven months afterwards like that's a stretch i have a friend who is in that cohort and she's just frustrated like she is like really wanting it to be over with because she wasn't expecting to last seven months longer than it needed to but it's not the school's fault it's not anybody's fault it's because of everything that happened with the stupid covid and yeah i mean that's where i'm at right now and i you know i have to say like the externship itself has been a lot of fun it's been like a lot uh, like I've learned so much I've seen so much it's like it's a huge difference scanning uh different people every single time every single day compared to just scanning the same people during class like you're always scanned the one person or everybody wants to scan the skinny person who is easy to scan and they get frustrated because everybody wants to scan them and they don't want people scanning them all the time um so yeah i mean the first thing you learn is that the protocols are a lot easier during the externship uh during class you get like these overly complicated protocols like you're kind of taking the same pictures but it's not as i don't know as complicated as they, or difficult as they make it to be and the annotations are much, much easier. Like, I think for liver, it had to be like sexual or transverse liver, head veins, and something else. Like, you had to, you had specific annotations you had to memorize for your uh, protocol. And when you had to do your compositions at the end of the term. But in extra champ, you know, in clinical, it's like, okay, you just put such liver and you just take the pictures. And then if you see something, of course, you have to be more specific. You know, you have to do sagittal transverse, put color on it, measure it, and that sort of thing. But it's just not so complicated. Or maybe because we just, you know, you scan so much. Like, abdomen is not that complicated at all. So I don't, I don't know if it's was similar to what we learn in school. I'm going to have to check, but I feel like it was like less complicated. Everything it, to scan is less complicated than it's a, than it used to be. 
Um, and yeah, like you get so much practice. Like I remember being so stiff when I started scanning at the clinic. It was like I was trying to take the perfect picture. I was like, oh my god, okay, freeze. Uh, what do I need to do? I need to annotate. I need to do this. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, and now it's like easy annotation. I just take picture. Like okay, click, 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 click. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I wish it were that easy, but it's not. You do have to pay attention, people. Like, when you're, like, scanning, you know. Okay, you're getting sagittal view of the liver, but sweep around, up and down to make sure there's no, like, little sit setting or if you see some focal sparing uh, by the gallbladder. You know, just to be, just for other examples. And, you know, you learn to uh, scan different body types and you learn that not all body types are easy. The ones you thought were easy are actually not. Like, a skinny person can either be easy or very difficult. And sometimes uh, you get people with, like, huge rib cages and you're just, like, trying to get that uh, right liver, right liver, right kidney, <clears throat> And you can't because there's no cushion in between the uh, below the damn rib cage. <laughs> and you do, you know, you will be scanning a lot between the ribs. You know, it's not that complicated. You just have to watch out for the rib shadowing. And, you know, it helps if you ask the patient to take a deep breath. Um, and, you know, like you'll get some heavy set patients and not so heavy set patients. And then you. Like, maybe the patient is, you know, a little husky, heavy set, and you're like, oh my gosh, she's going to be a difficult one. And then you start scanning them, and they're, like, super clear. And then you get a person who's kind of, like, medium size, like, not too skinny, but they're not, you know, fat either. Sorry. And they're the most difficult patient to scan because they're gassy, like, you can't see anything, uh, they're all just rib cage, and like it's hard to find a nice window to just see the gallbladder. And yeah, I mean, people can be complicated or they can be very easy. Like with pelvics, you never know what kind of uterus you're going to get when you're doing a pelvic. It might be a nice, beautiful uterus or a uterus full of fibroids, or it may be, you know, <clears throat> retroflexed. You just never know. And it does get easier, you know. It's just, you have to have patience. Don't get frustrated when you're scanning. And, you know, like, just see, just pay attention and look, you know. And just angle and tilt and, you know, you'll find it. You just have to not let yourself get frustrated and just, you know, take a breath and say, okay. Oh, well, one of the most important things is, don't worry about getting a perfect picture because sometimes you will not be able to get a perfect picture no matter what you do. Especially like maybe if you get like a patient who's 300 pounds and all the pictures you're taking are just hazy. It's just haze. It's just gas. And you're like, what the hell am I going to be turning in? I'm just going to turn in the same picture, the same hazy picture over and over. There's nothing to see. And it happens. Some patients are just not meant to have an ultrasound. And I think they order ultrasounds on them anyway, hoping they, that you do see something. 
and also the insurance because ultrasound is much cheaper to order than a CT scan or MRI. So keep that in mind. And another thing you'll uh, learn, and I guess it's also like a tip for you, don't judge people by their cover or like don't judge a book by its cover. It's like, I know it sounds corny, but it's really true because like you may get a patient and they're kind of snappy at you, maybe a little rude. But then when you start, you know, talking to them, asking them about, you know, the reasons uh, behind the ultrasound, like they'll tell you that, you know, uh, sometimes we get, you know, uh, patients for a pelvic exam and they're just frustrated because they're having infertility issues. Uh, others are just, you know, concerned because they have like irregular menses or they're bleeding too much and they don't know what's going on. It's never happened to them. You know, and we also get gentlemen who are feeling frustrated and afraid because, you know, they might have a hernia, they're being uh, experiencing excruciating pain, and they're worried they might not be allowed to go back to work. And, you know, they have to put foot on the table. They need to work. They need the money to feed their families. So, you know, like, sometimes if they give you attitude, uh, most of the time there's a reason for it. Or if they seem like they're off or, like, mentally they're not there, it's because they're worried about something, like, health-wise. So, you know, don't be too quick to judge. You will get the occasional person that it's just like, yeah, they just need to be slapped. But don't slap them. Please, don't slap them. <laughs> as tempting as it will be. <laughs> You know, because, you know, in ultrasound, you are, well, I don't want to say dealing with people, but you are uh, interacting with people. You're interacting with patients. And, you know, there's different personalities. Uh, they, might, uh, they might be feeling a sort of ways, you know. You also have to learn to be very patient. You will get a lot of patients who are elderly, elderly, sorry. You know, senior citizens, and you know they don't move as fast as you do, and they need help getting onto the exam table, getting down from the exam table. You know, and they might not be feeling well. Uh, a lot of them can't take a deep breath because you know they're either they're having issues respiratory wise, or maybe they're you know they're at such advanced age like they can't really do it anymore. Yeah. And that goes for like young people too. There are people who cannot take a deep breath for their life. And it doesn't matter what age you are. That will happen no matter what. You'll encounter a few of those. But be patient with the elderly. You know, sometimes they'll come in, you know, with their, um, with one of their sons or daughters or something, even granddaughter. Um, and sometimes they might seem a little confused or they're hard of hearing. So, you know, you have to be very patient. And, you know, I know you have to scan and you have people, you know, waiting in line. But you just have to, you know, give the best customer service you have you can. And, you know, be just polite. Just be nice. You know, um, 
sometimes just being uh, polite and giving them a smile will make their day and you know it'll make your day as well uh, another tip I have for you is that you'll get people who don't know how to take instruction or <laughs> don't understand what you're telling them like oh please lay down on the exam table oh on my back yeah and then they lay down on their stomach or you ask them to uh, turn on their side and they're turning or flopping around every which way. And you're like, okay, stop. And you have to physically guide them to turn on their side. <laughs> oh my God, you'd be surprised how people don't understand. Okay, lay on your back. No, your back. That's your stomach. No, your back. That's your side. No, on your back. Seriously, you don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah your patience will worth thin sometimes i am warning you right now i am not kidding sometimes oh you just need a moment you just need to take a moment breathe get a sip of water and then come back and be like okay i'm ready for your madness now okay i can do this bring them on some of the main concerns I had going in was, okay, am I going to be able to do the protocol right? Am I going to get all the pictures that I need to get? And time, am I, I'm like, how can I get faster? Am I going to be too slow forever? And I've learned that the more you scan, the more you volunteer to scan, the more patience you scan, you know, it just becomes second nature. Like, you know which pictures to take you won't you might forget one or two but that happens to everybody but i mean you'll just know it by heart and you, it's not something you have to memorize anymore because you know you're doing it so much you know it becomes muscle memory of some at one point and as for the time um really it just scan scan a lot and you'll get faster as you go like at first, I took a long time just to do an abdomen exam. But now, like abdomens, uh, I've gotten faster at them. I wouldn't say as I'm fast as my senior tech, but he's even said that, oh, yeah, you're getting faster at it. And, like, he already knows, like, how long it takes me for, uh, for to do an ultrasound. And, you know, it's encouraging to know. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, I remember there was one kid who was, like, 300 pounds. Or close to 300 pounds, actually. And he wasn't as gassy. So I was able to grab a lot of pictures. And he said, like, oh, wow. Like, you got all the pictures you needed. And you didn't take uh, longer than usual. You took, you took the same amount of time it takes you to do a regular ultrasound exam. And I'm like, wait really oh awesome like i was happy about to hear that so yeah like if you're afraid that you're too slow it really comes down to scanning scan as many times as you need or as many times as you can if they ask you oh do you want to scan this patient say yes do you want to scan that patient say yes never say no whenever you get the chance to scan jump for it okay because the more you scan the more practice you have the easier it gets and the faster that you will get as well 
And hopefully you get a site where they're not afraid of letting you scan. They encourage it. I was lucky because at my site, uh, the senior tech was like, all right, they're going to scan and you're going to start today on your first day. And I'm like, what? My hand was literally shaking the first time I scanned the patient, but I loved it. And I have no regrets. I've never looked back since. And I am so glad that he just threw me in there and made me start scanning. I was like, oh, my God. Other people have not been that lucky, unfortunately. Some of my classmates uh, have told me that they get little to no scan time. And it's frustrating because, you know, especially now we're almost, you know, at the end of the externship and they feel that they haven't scanned enough. And, you know, um, a lot of them are in those RATNET clinics. And RATNET is like, you know, they make it sound, it's kind of like a conveyor belt. It's like scan, 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 and scan now and scan quickly. And a lot of the techs that work there, you know, don't want to let the students uh, scan because they'll take too long or they're afraid they'll take too long or not do it right. But if you don't let them, you know, get in there and scan and get the practice, um, they're not going to learn or be faster, you know, and it's really frustrating. And I've been hearing that the main reason, too, that a lot of students aren't allowed to scan is because of the pandemic, because of the COVID restrictions. I don't know how true that is now, because I feel like a lot of the restrictions are being lifted, even in the hospital. It's not as bad or as serious as it used to be, even in the hospital that I work at. Like, I feel like the restrictions have gone down. Like, we still have... We still take precautions, obviously, but it's not as, um, you don't feel the pressure as much, I guess. So I don't know if maybe the outpatient clinics are still feeling pressure over it or just want to be overly cautious, or maybe those techs just don't want to deal with the students, which wouldn't be surprising because I heard that a lot of techs tend to be mean to the students, and I'm like why you were a student too it's like okay was your tech rude to you like doesn't mean you have to be rude to your students you know you were in the same shoes at one point like help you know help each other out there's no reason to be this kind of petty so if you're already a seasoned tech or you're a tech you know working at one of these clinics and you get a student you know be kind to them let them scan, you know, give them a chance. They might surprise you and you might get a new coworker out of it. And a lot of you are probably like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> but if you're a student and your clinic site is not letting you scan, you know, you're going to have to like push yourself into it, you know, throw yourself into it, like kind of insist, like, okay, let me at least back scan, you know, okay, you're done with the exam, can I practice a little bit, can I take a few pictures, or do you want to stand next to me and tell me which pictures to take, you know, at least, you know, try to get in there, because scanning is really important, and the more you scan, the more you will learn and the faster you'll be at doing your comps and the more confident you'll be as well because you'll 
uh, if you scan all different people and you scan like every single day, you are going to get valuable, valuable experience out of it. Okay. So get yourself in there one way or another, or maybe, uh, talk to your school and either ask them for advice or maybe ask them if they can move you to a different site. And moving you to a different site might not be as easy because of the COVID restrictions, but hopefully they have plenty of sites to move you to. And hopefully, you know, they can help you out, you know. So in summary, you know, practice a lot of patience. You're going to meet a lot of different personalities. You're going to be scanning all kinds of different body types. You never know what you're going to get when you're scanning someone. Uh, don't freak out. Be patient. You know, take a deep breath and, you know, relax. And remember, you're not always going to get the perfect picture. And your externship is going to be, I hope it's the best experience of your life. That you're going to enjoy it. It's going to open your eyes to your to what your future is going to look like. And hopefully, you know, it makes you realize that you made a good choice in choosing ultrasound. And with that, I'm going to end this episode. And as always, may your soul have well-defined walls, posterior enhancement, and no internal echoes. May it be an egoic like my soul. Goodbye, everyone, and I'll see you next time.